Welcome to Elite Six Business Networking Think Tank, facilitated by your host, Danny DeHeck, the place where decision makers come together to share their experience, knowledge, and skills. We are actually live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, I'm the facilitator. Today, I'm going to let Rob Woolley do the introduction for the meeting today. Hello. Hello, my name's Rob Woolley, and we're here talking about whether you're fit for business, fit for business. That's, that's in business and being fit. Um, we've got uh, David Clarkson here from Dynamic Communications. We've got Danny DeHeck from Danny DeHeck. We've got Helen, Helen Oaks from Mode TV. We've got Paul Starling from Canterbury, Canterbury Computers. We've got Lachlan McNeil from... A corva? Yeah, don't look it up. Doesn't mean anything. You just made it up. But it sounds really <laughs> impressive. And and we've got Stefano and Jolene. And Jolene's not actually on video at the moment. Oh, no, Jolene's there on someone escaped. Sprinted through. And they're from the North Island. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I'll pass you now on to your host, Danny Dick. Excellent. Excellent. I'm just so over. Oh, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. That's the crazy people that come along to our think tank meeting. We has have had a bit of discussion before the meeting started, and we've discovered there's some new features on Zoom. So today's meeting will be a lot shorter because we spent time putting moustaches, beanies, and lipstick on each other, and then we thought we'd better come together and put together some sort of respectable weekly podcast. So last week we had our meeting. I can hear a ringing noise. You hear that? No. It's a telephone, Danny. Oh, right. He's got tinnitus. Yeah, sounds like tinnitus. Uh, And we decided that we would talk about being fit for business. So if you haven't been to a think tank meeting before, we normally pick a topic uh, chosen from the week previous, and then we discuss it in four parts. And the four parts are people explaining their experiences, problems, coming up with some solutions, and then hopefully at the end of the meeting, we come up with some takeaways, and then we spend about three minutes coming up with a topic. So today's meeting will be a little bit uh, condensed, might be a good use of words, but I would like to know uh, your guys, uh, fit for business, when it comes to that, what do you think we're referring to? I think it's those things that ensure that you can do the best you possibly can with your business. And so for my money, I go back to there was a there was a franchise called Fit for Business. And what they used to focus on was um, getting your goals set for your business, um, getting your goals set around your fitness, getting your goals set around nutrition. Um, but another group that I that was an offshoot of that also had another goal, which was having goals to ensure that you have fun. Because in actual fact, if you just focus in one area to the detriment of the others, then everything suffers. Good stuff. Anyone else want to have a go? David, was that fun, fitness, nutrition, and... And, and business. Business, thank you. Right. Um, I can liken it to when we go tramping. Now, I took Helen on a tramp and I was hoping to get there in about four hours and we finished up taking seven hours, got to the hut at 11 o'clock at night. 
but we had enough food. We had uh, a tent. I had um, layers of clothing, and I were fit for the tramp. I knew I could get to my destination. Even if I couldn't get to my destination, I was well prepared. So maybe that's similar in a way with Being business. Well prepared, yeah. That's how I'm looking at that. I think it's interesting. I mean, the idea of the fitness thing's interesting. I mean, I was talking to someone who said they, what I mean on here, they said they went to see someone practice for a tennis match. And they said it was just so boring because the person just did hours of backhands. But um, I think fit the, 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 the sort of analogies between fitness for a sport and fitness of business, business are quite important because one, you just have your overall fitness, your heart's working well. So therefore, you can actually do stuff and it becomes easier as you go along. But also, you have the appropriate exercises for what you're trying to do. So obviously, tennis players uh, uh, may not be doing arm curls with big weights, but they might do um, some that are specific to it. So and what's the effect? You know, one, you get fit. Number two, a lot of the actions become automatic. And that's, I think, really important, like playing golf. You don't have to if you play golf, you don't have to think every time you hit that ball. They become automatic. And three, as, as David says, it becomes enjoyable. So I think those, the, the analogies are really quite important. So just if you're training for, let's say, the grand slalom and skiing, you'll have a set of exercises like with your business. My business requires uh, a, bit, a bit of tech, a bit a really good analysis. You've got to be pretty good with people and you've got to be outgoing enough to go and see clients. Mm-hmm. So the things I focus on. And I think also too, um, just... Physically being fit, if yep. you're fit, it means that you can cope with the swings and roundabouts that you find in business. We all know if we've been sitting um, and haven't been getting any exercise, maybe the pressure's come on and we've had to get budgets done or contracts out or whatever it is that we've had to do and we've been going for sort of two or three days without a, a break and, or, and, and any sort of physical exercise, you yep. start to feel blah. Yeah, and I think part of the, that group of things is that if you have them all together, yeah. um, that in actual fact, it, it enables you to maintain the sort of balance that enables you to react to different situations that are going to occur in, in, in all of the businesses we're involved in. And so, you know, I think it's, and, you know, it can, and I think also another thing is around mental fitness, I think is really important for us. So, you know, locking into um, the likes of TED Talks, locking into um, YouTube's um, publications that are or presentations that are around our area of interest. I think all those things help, and it's it's getting, if you like, all those other influences in that enables us to be able to be good at what we do. I, I had a chat to a young guy who does um, extreme running like 60 kilometers at a time. And every time I go out for a 5K run, I'm trying to do my best time and push as hard as I can. And he said, haven't you heard of the 80-20 rule? And I go, what, in business? And he goes, no, I'm running. He said, 80% of your running, you should be doing at a very slow pace. And he said, if your heart rate is normally around about 150 or 160, next time you go out running, run your heart rate at 110. And he said, and then you will be able to have more stamina and you'll be able to run further. And I thought that was really good advice. But personally, when I'm out running, I do like to push myself. But I think that's the same in business in a way, because you can actually push yourself, but not get more done. Mm. 
it's it's working smarter, not harder, isn't it? Um, just 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 yeah. to, just to interject here a little bit, aren't we just diving we straight on to solutions before sort of going to experiences? Okay, a little bit. Just um, well, you take the meeting. <laughs> No, no, I'm, not, I'm just sort of saying because at the moment, I mean, in terms of experiences, I certainly know with me, I could be very easily, very sedentary in my job. I sit here with three screens and four screens in front of me. And all I need to do really is I could just sit here all day. And I do find that when I, I mean, I've been doing quite a bit of exercise and I, I probably, you know, bike twice a week, but it's still not enough. Now I've been adding more exercise and it does have a difference. But my experience is that it's very easy to convince yourself when you're sitting here uh, if you think long enough, you'll think of an excuse not to do any exercise. Yeah. It's a pain. You've got to go and do the exercise. Then you're going to get a cool down. Then you're going to have a shower afterwards. And then and next thing you know, you've an excuse. Something yeah. else starts. So my experience is quite often is um, that if I start in the morning and I sit down and start yeah. just just check my email, I'm sitting there four hours later. Yeah. And yeah. done nothing. So my experience is that, that I have to try and put the exercise in at the beginning. That's the only way it works. Yeah, you've, yeah, you've got to book it in like a, yeah. a meeting in a way, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. But also make it before you get those long distractions because if you yeah, want to focus on stuff, yeah. uh, and I, I, we probably all have jobs where you have to just get in the zone. Mm. You don't want to be in the middle of the zone and think, oh, hang on, suddenly you've got to go for a run. Mm. Yeah, I like to get it out of the way in the morning. I find I actually get more done in the afternoon, so I have to agree with my experiences. That, and I don't like, if I worked in an office environment, doing exercises or running to work and getting to work, work all sweaty without having a shower doesn't put me in the right frame of mind. So then I like procrastinate with that idea and think, oh, I'll do that later on or tomorrow or Saturday. Yeah. So yeah, early in the day, in fact, I wouldn't say, I'd say before everything else, I mean, I like to get up in the morning, I'll have a glass of water um, and then I'll do exercise before I go near my email. Um, but I certainly found I had a real trouble for that because I would sit down, my experience, I'll sit down, and there it was, there's my morning gone. Yeah. I don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I was the same as, same as you, Lachlan. You know, I, I, I used to do a lot of long distance running. Yeah. And marathons and what have you. And I used to find if I, if I, if I had work on, you know, and it was something important that was happening, then I wanted to get to work and get into it sort of business. But if yeah. I did that, by the time I got to the end of the day, I felt, you know, and you focus all day and then you're tired at the end of the day and you come home and I don't want to do the fitness no. stuff then. You don't. Yeah. You know, I just, it's the last thing I want to do. And so for me, if I didn't do it in the mornings, a lot of the time it didn't get done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I go biking on Thursday night and I struggle to get out the door. I'm almost, almost always in the zone at, at, at the end of the day because in recruitment, you're talking to people and then at the end of the day, you're off writing profiles and reports. So you've got everything in your mind, you're writing it, and then, oh, I've got to go biking. But the only way that works for me is I, I actually meet other people there. Otherwise, I'd never turn up. Mm, yeah. 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 Uh, so accountability, yeah. is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, I'm just saying my experience is that, is that um, as it's very hard to do things in the evening, um, certainly. I mean, we can sort of deal with solutions later on, I guess. I'm just thinking. Um, yeah. I think one, of, down one, to... of the, one of the things I used to find, Lachlan, too, was that if I had um, extended um, sessions of pressure yeah. um, and literally stay with the job, and it, it may be, you know, work 10, 12-hour days, in day after day after day sort of business. And you find, or what I used to find was that I'd get the burnout 
and I'd slow down. I wouldn't recognize that it was happening, but it yeah. actually did. Yeah. Um, right. Isn't it difficult to maintain the balance, though? Because in our space, like, things change all the time, and we just find that, like, when something new comes out, you tend to focus more on, like, delving yourself to meet deadlines and learning new stuff and all of that. So your other fitness levels, like in mental health and, um, like, your fitness and all the, like, your body health and all of that, that, like, takes a strain. And that's what we like battling to like maintain the balance between all aspects where we can actually spend more time like getting fit mentally and like healthily because we just get so immersed in like all the technical, you know, yeah. debt that like comes on board. That's right. So, yeah, I, mean, I suppose like when you get quick at doing stuff, that's when you can actually balance into other areas. I think I certainly figured for myself is at no stage would I have nothing to do. At no stage do I have an empty inbox ever. And okay. there's always something every time that's important that I have to leave to go and do exercise. So you can make excuse uh, for your actions quite easily. That's right. Uh, you, know, uh, um, you know, I think half the trick is not thinking, to be honest. But um, why don't we just book in a time every week and do something like? Well, that's that's what I put there. Schedule you yeah. put a schedule your exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Put on your walk calendar. Like a magic. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but Danny, Danny, the very fact that we're here saying that we in fact do that yeah mm. We're well, doing actually, it. that's, that's a really enough. valid point actually because there is a certain breed you cannot run a business if you you don't have commitment and you don't do things regularly no. you'd fall apart if you throw yeah. into the office we've just got a one of our um somebody i know has just started up in business and that, what, what's the statistics new businesses don't last there's a reason mm. for that yeah 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 80 percent of businesses don't last beyond a year that's right yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we are a breed of a cell. We're going to take. I mean, like we're going through a bit of a hard time at the moment because we've got to reinvent some of the stuff I'm doing. Yep. But we're resilient buggers, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. We'll find a way. I can't see us going back to the supermarket, <laughs> getting a job. No offense to supermarket workers, we needed you guys, yeah. but um, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I think I think when I heard this, you know, initially, right when you guys were talking about being fit for business, I thought, well, if if you were saying that business is a sport, then you're going to play the sport, but you're going to take time out and you're going to practice before the sport, right? Yeah. So what a lot of us actually do is we're playing the sport all the time, right? So if, if you use the analogy of playing tennis, if you play tennis over and over and over and over, you're going to learn how to serve backhand, forehand, volley up to a point. But unless you actually stop and say, today I'm going to practice on a serve, mm. you're never going to master the serve. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that professionals have a professional development and they decide, you know, that every year they're going to learn, you know, like a new aspect, you know, like, and they may do that, you know, like an hour a week. I don't know what they do, right? But I know that with professional development, they're always developing, developing, developing. And there's an interesting thing here with most of us who work online is that as technology changes, we're actually incorporating a little bit of our uh, professional uh, development as well, right? To learn what is the new technology? How do we use it? Yeah. Good uh, stuff. Um, it reminds me of watching this girl who was climbing these rocks in um, America and, you know, she's a brilliant rock climber. You would expect a rock climber to be practicing on rocks, but they're not. 
they're always at the gym doing weight training, you know, and there's hours and hours. And same with Formula One racing drivers. You'd think they would be driving the cars around getting good, but they don't. They spend most of their time, I think five hours a day, just doing strength training on their necks because of the G-forces. And it always surprises me, people in business, what they actually do, or not in business, but in sports, what they actually do to train. It's nothing what you think normally. Anyone yeah. else got any experiences there? Well, certainly lately, um, I've certainly, in terms of my recruitment side of things and personally, I think the key thing is to know who you are, really, because, I mean, I, I've got an accountant. She's really good at working way through long lists of stuff, which just kills me, to be honest. And the trouble is I don't let it likely anyone go. So I find myself sometimes 10 o'clock at night going through the intricacies of, of GST and trying to work out how to claim expenses. But, you know, I realized at one stage, I just really have to let go uh, of that. And I guess the point in terms of fitness for business is just knowing your strengths and weaknesses too. Just being honest with yourself is pretty yeah. important. But, the best um, thing I did was get an accountant. That yeah, definitely yeah. Helped me. And, and you can claim for things you didn't even know you could claim for or that yeah. you can claim for, but you wouldn't have known how to claim for. That's but. exactly right. That's a good experience. I've had a lot of that experience thinking, oh, I understand how GST works and, and, and UK VAT. I, th I understand how that works. But you actually don't. You don't know what you don't know. So my experience is I went to an accountant, exactly the same thing. And um, he came to me and he said, he said, oh, just giving you £8,000 back because you weren't claiming your car properly. You were, yeah. And I thought, wow, I love this accountant. Will you marry me? And he said, no. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly our problem too. Like, yeah. um, we just end up doing too much without, you know, there's certain things that you have to, you know, give away and let other people do it for you. Yeah. Was that a specialist in the end? Yeah. Yeah, the certainly. But, but yeah, absolutely. And, and it doesn't take much time. I mean, I know the one to do CVs, people. Something's glaring. I had a guy yesterday and he was from Burma. And I said, okay, I said, what's your visa status? He said, oh, no, I'm a permanent resident. I said, that should be sticking out on the top of your CV, the number one thing. I said, you're from Burma, you know, but you've got a permanent residence. You know, that's vital. You know, no one has to go through all visa hassles. You know, in Auckland, uh -huh. you know, yeah. he said, oh, didn't think of that. I thought people just might work it out. And I said, no, 95% of people from Burma don't have a work permit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, but it just shows little things. And for me, it was a two minute thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, as I sort of experiences is knowing what you know, appreciating, trying to appreciate that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, so delegating your strengths and weakness. Yeah. Um, Get somebody else yeah, to do my physical exercise. No. Keeping your strengths and delegating your weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, in terms of actual fitness, I have been cranking up my exercise. I now do exercise to a reasonable level every day. I mean, I did a fifteen-minute hip thing today, and um, I'll do either that or a bike ride or um, sort of scrunchy exercises every day now. Mm, yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And, and it does make a difference. And it's a journey. My experience of that is a journey. And yeah. don't you reckon it, it, my experience is don't overdo it on the first day, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> don't be we actually don't, stepped it up a lot last year and we yeah. really did. We've got a personal trainer on a Tuesday. Yeah. And that's an hour and a half. And I he really pushes us. Right. And then we on a Wednesday, we were actually going to a physio for about three or four months who was tweaking my back and, and playing yeah. with um Helen's shoulder. I was a bit suspect about that. Yeah, yeah. Then we go and do a, a 5K run on a Saturday morning. But on Monday, I went for a 5K run. 
And then on Wednesday night, I went for another 5K run. So we're doing about 10 to 15 Ks a week. Now we've only, we haven't just gone out and started doing it. We've actually got part of our routine now. We're constantly sore, (laughs) you know, but but it's put our minds in a really good place. Well, we're not really constantly sore. I am. I I think, you know, like years ago, you know, um, I used to be like a runner and I also used to be um, a coach for athletics. And it's interesting because you can tell if you are where I used to be, that a person is not doing it regularly if they're talking about any particular exercise routine. Because if you were doing it regularly, you don't talk about it. So if you were you know, exercising every morning, yeah. then you just exercise every morning. You know, like yeah. and after a month or half a year or whatever, you know, like you're just, you know, like I, um, you would never tell anybody about your exercise. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just you know, like what you do. It's what you do. It's like cleaning your teeth. You, you, don't, you don't meet Absolutely. someone and say, hey, yeah, I yeah, cleaned yeah. my teeth today. Exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> I think it's interesting. You know, like if you talk uh, to anybody about anything, right? if they raise what you think is a common or mundane thing, but they're talking about it, it actually tells you well, this is not a regular event for them. That's exactly right. It's like the people who Instagram their salads. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, there's two sides of that, though, because when you're trying to generate a new habit, sometimes you need some accountability. And by telling people, like me, telling people I'm stopping drinking for 12 months, you know, and then yeah. I know that if I tell you guys and then you catch me drinking, you're going, I thought you stopped drinking. But if I know that you're going to say, I thought you, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's the other side of it because it's about creating new habits. Yeah. And how long does it take to build a habit? How long does it? take to like i'm only drinking one bottle of wine a week at the moment but okay. i've had, but i've had, well, I mean a week. <laughs> I've had three this week and it's like that didn't happen it didn't last but if i told you guys my goal is only to buy one bottle a week a month uh sorry a one week a week and then you you see a whole list of bottles of red wine behind me you'd think oh, that <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, but i think that coming back to that though danny one of the things that does help help you um achieve what you want to achieve around any of the goals that you may have in life is is that accountability thing, and it's more it's more likely to happen if you're going to be held accountable. Because the old story, you think about the fact that you're going to have to tell people what you've done, and then that gets you going in the direction of your doing what you want to do or what you'd set yourself to do. It sets you doing that gets you gets your mindset around the things that you've said you want to do. And yeah. I think that's really important. Because yeah. when we went vegan, it was really funny because no one actually goes, good on you, mate. Well, a few people do. A lot of people go, oh, I couldn't give up meat, mate. <laughs> so it's sort of a, a thing that I wanted to do, but everyone has to debate it, you know, to a certain degree, which has been an interesting thing. It is interesting, you know? the whole vegan thing, because, um, you know, people look at you. Sorry, Helen, no, it's not. <laughs> well, people look at you as if you're some greenie and you're trying to save the world and all of that, which, you know, part of it could be um, yeah. helping the world. But this guy was on last night talking to, um, oh, I can't remember what it was on, it was on the news, and he was the ex-ambassador um, to the US, he's a New Zealand guy, and he lumped vegans in with anti-vaxxers and hippies and everything else, and it's like... Hold on, 
you know, just because you're a vegan, it doesn't mean you're this out there weird person. Mm. And um, it was quite shocking the way he said it. He was a middle-aged fat guy. <laughs> and then I have to I have to say though, like up until I I kind of really worked out what what a vegan is, is that uh, the only um, change in dietary intake was you either eat meat or you don't eat meat. You know, like you're either you're know, like a vegetarian or you're like a, or normal. And if you were a we're vegan, not normal. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, the conversation used to be, um, oh, hi, you know, like, are you a vegetarian? And they go, no, I'm a vegan. Special. And it was like, if you were talking to anybody else, you know, like, and you said, oh, you know, like, is Helen a vegetarian? No, she's a vegan. And it was like, this was like this radical, you know, this isn't just vegetarian because that, yeah, we can get a head around that. No, this is this, this, this bizarre thing. This is like way at the far end of the spectrum. And of course, having, having met the two of you and you're talking about being a vegan, I get exactly where they're coming from. But they, used to, they did used to be extremists and stuff like that because it most did. vegans I knew lived in teepees, yeah. you know. And, 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 and they have been to Northwood lately, Lachlan. They, they knitted their own eyebrows, you know. Um, yeah. you know and and you, there used to be a joke. There's a pilot joke. There's how, do you, how, how can you tell if there's a pilot at your party? And the answer is he'll tell you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and how do you know if a pilot's halfway through his conversation? Yeah. You'll say that that's not enough about flying now. Let's talk about me. Uh, now, um, so, 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 my seat's just collapsed. It's so funny. Um, that's why we prefer to say plant based. Hang on. I don't look at myself as some hippie vegan. I'm plant based. That's, yeah. you know. But they, did, they, they did tend to be. But the, but the fact is, I think the problem is that no one likes to be preached at. And it's absolutely fine because. The fact is, there's a lot more vegans. There's a huge thing on with, um, was a Bill Clinton did about veganism and things. And the fact is, I eat a ton less red yeah. meat than I did. Yeah. I think about when I re eat red meat, you know. Mm. I eat, I mean, don't tell anyone, but I ate a salad the other day, you know, and I actually enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, um, just to get the meeting back on track, we're yep. going to go over time by miles. Okay, right. We're going to do a, a bit of rapid fire stuff. So okay. we're talking about being fit for business. It might be physical, mental, what we feed ourselves, um, habits. What problems are we having with trying to keep fit for business? And just uh, rattle off a couple more if you can use okay. it. One, one, one is it's actually hard when you're unfit. You know you're unfit. It's making that transition, and you might feel like a bit of an idiot if you That's go important. to a gym and it's been a while. Making a transition. My system will type that in a minute. Making a transition. Imagine, imagine this, if you will. All right. If you were Danny and you went for a jog for 5K, because that's what he's heard and that's what he is talking about and he's proud of, and he got in the habit of doing 5K every day, every day, and he thinks, hey, I'm nailing this guy. I'm like, I'm really fit, blah, 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 blah. And then he runs into a professional marathon runner. Yeah. Is he fit now? Because I think that our, our level of fitness and our scope and our vision is usually us doing the same thing every day inside our little box. And we actually forget how, how did these other people, you know, like create huge businesses? How are they millionaires, multimillionaires? Mm. 
If we, if we keep exercising how we're exercising, we're going to be fit for how we're exercising, right? But if we go to the news level, we need to know how to exercise for that. Well, is it fit for your business? Because I watched Shark's Den literally last night and I was watching these five rich guys and I think Richard Branson's even been on that program before. <clears throat> but I noticed a lot of the businesses that come in, they'll ask them how, they, how much turnover they had for the first year and some of them will say, oh, 20,000. This is second year, 50,000, third year, 80,000. And that you can see them looking at it going, there's no money in it for me because they're on a different um, run, aren't they? But yeah. the person with the yeah. business is hoping that they're going to, and they go, we well, can't, you know, what do they call that when you make the, the, the growth of that business is limited? So they're not interested yeah. in investing. Yeah. It does, doesn't mean that person standing in front of them hasn't got a brilliant wee business. Hmm. But they only really need to be fit for their business, don't they? No. No, they don't. They, this is the whole thing. Because if you keep playing tennis, you'll get fit for playing your tennis. Mm. If you want to play against the other guys, right, then you need to exercise how the other guys are exercising. So the, That's what he's saying, though, fit for your own business. Mm. No, no, because we are fit for our business. We're, our issue is maybe we are not fit to grow into any other business. Well, then, business then the problem might be, might be the fact is you're not deciding like what level you want to be. Hmm. Yeah. Because if you just want to have a business with yourself and or some outsourced work, that's very different to saying, I want to create a company that's got 500 people in. Yeah. And I think if I was trying to build my business into a company that hired 500 staff, I'm certainly not doing that. Well, it comes back to your vision. What's your vision? Yeah. You've got to have a vision for your business, and then you've got to decide whether you're fit for that vision or you need to change to meet that vision. That's right. Um, um, and I, th to, I think yeah. you've automated a lot as well, you know, which means, right, you can scale, right? Yeah. If you haven't automated it, uh, you can't scale. Yeah, Do yeah. you want to scale? Well, not necessarily, right? But <laughs> um, the assumption is, is that we want to be more than what we are because if we're happy with how we are then we're fit the interesting thing with this run that we do on a wednesday night we're actually training with people that were doing a hundred kilometer run another guy who did a 60k run and then we went out for drinkies on friday night and there was a guy that does the goat run 34ks as a training thing for the coast to coast every every weekend he's doing a 34k run in the in the, in the hills and i'm thinking i don't want to be that guy but i like <coughs> learning from those like-minded people who are into fitness, you know, what they do for nutrition, the, men the mental side of it, like how to, I, I've done a half marathon. When I get to the last five Ks, I think I'd never ever are going to do one of these again. I've done four of them. Oh. But I don't understand the mentality of people that can do 42 Ks. So I love listening oh. to those guys and going, well, how did you get yourself to that stage? I, th I think it's actually incredibly easy, right, to get to that stage. Yeah, you know, like it is. You know, like I used to do that every weekend. You know, like when I was eighteen. So yeah. um, it's just you know, like you alternate. Uh, you know, like the long and slow. And you know, like um, <sighs> if you can run for an hour, all right, and you are able to run an hour regularly, uh, you should be able to run anything. Yeah, solutions. Good stuff, Rob. Thank you. Um, it's find find somebody to to be accountable to for your goals. Good idea. Yep, I love accountability. Yeah.
yeah. sick goal. Smart goals. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would certainly say treat, treating it as a journey. Yeah. Part of your lifestyle. No, what I mean by that is just like fitness, you're not going to instantly, if you, I mean, get, the thing is we talk to two different things. One is personal fitness. The other one is, is your business. Mm. But and certainly, certainly in terms of your business, it's that you're not going to suddenly really understand marketing after a, a weekend course. Mm. So mm. you're going to understand it after four or five years. Mm. And if you treat it as, as, as a journey, just like fitness is a journey, I think that's really important. You've got to know, we, you've got to set that goal though, Otherwise, yeah. you're all pointless because you've got to know where you want your business to go, where your fitness, personal fitness to go. Yeah. And then it's, it's almost exactly what we're talking about before, Chris. Actually, in fact, I worked for a company that a big corporate and they did projects, engineering. And what they did is they had a project and they would identify everyone's skills and what they needed, but no more than what was needed for that project. They said, We wanted this project, we need this. So they could work out who needed to develop their skills, but only to a certain level. Because certain people love doing 3D modeling and the animation stuff, but they only need a certain amount. Uh, I think the important is working out what, to, to, what level you need to go to. You could put an awful lot of effort into, you know, marketing or accounting that you just don't need just because you love doing it. Exactly. Yeah. You, know, you need to yeah. work out the opportunities and, and uh, the skills you need. Yeah. Mm. But I just, I just noticed that a lot of people do a lot of what they like doing more than they need to like engineers love solving problems and they work through systems and they play around with their their accounting system to the nth degree and they customize things but actually what they really really should be doing is develop their sales skills of going yeah. out but no they just they'll find something more to do that needs to do with the accounting system and their codes because that's what engineers do i think that's yeah. quite cool isn't it um, yeah yeah no, be honest point. with yourself yeah Good stuff, guys. All right. Uh, um, just, so just, got I know, Danny, in short of time, but I certainly think the transition, when you're not fit on something, you're not good at something, is actually just facing up to it. For example, you know, I, I, I've been in business for years and years and years, but, but on accounting stuff, actually reading a decent set of accounts in a proper way, I'm rubbish at it. You know, I should almost go to Accounting 101 and I join the people who have... have because I almost need to understand that. But why? There's a shame. I'm a grown-up, and I feel like I'm going back to kindy. Yeah, when I started my yeah. painting and decorating business, uh, my business partner said he would take care of all the mundane things about running the business. And then when, when we started working together, he went and hired an accountant. Oh, yeah. And I thought, oh, yeah, <laughs> but that wasn't silly. Well, he did it, yeah. Yeah, and I thought, that's great. So you just don't think of the obvious, David? It's, it's, really, it's really interesting, Danny, because... When I went on the road for BP Oil um, as a young fellow, they wouldn't let us do the sales and marketing course until we'd gone to we'd gone to either Night Tech or University and done Accounting One and um, and and uh, the law, uh, Commercial Law One. That's so that was that was a company, you know, that's my international company, but they recognized exactly what Lachlan's saying. You know, you need to have a broad range very often to be able to be successful at what you're doing. And so if you need the skills, go and get them. Yeah. And I think, well, I think we, but, we but I think what I want to make, David, is that sometimes like going to the gym when you're certainly not the skinniest person around. You have to think, right, I'm going to walk in that place and I'm going to feel a bit stupid. Yeah. But actually, 
you know, I, I always remember when at school, if you get a haircut, you get, people used to make fun of you when you come along. They, oh, you're baldy, you know. And um, and the fact is, after the second day, no, everyone had forgotten about it. You know, you get a bit of a hard time for the first 10 minutes and off you go. But you have to face that and, you, and, and, and get through it. And it's really, it's, you know, what Toastmasters is like. How many people just don't walk through the door? Mm. Same old thing. Why? Because that feel that that anticipation of the shame or something. Mm-hmm. But I think that honesty, just walking in there and getting stuck in, is really important. Even if you, you know, even if you feel as if you sort of don't belong. Where can we get help then? Like, where's some places? Like, where's some good courses to do? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, is it like- ask the ones who are already at the next level. Yeah. Hey, but Danny, sometimes people try and overdo it, do too much. You know, think I can't do it until I've learned such and such and such and such and such and such. And it just goes on. And in the end, all they do is spend their time learning and not doing. I think that old old saying, feel the fear and do it anyway. You know, that's the thing. And that's the attitude that we've got to build in ourselves and be prepared to make mistakes. You know, if we get it wrong the first time, that means we're more likely to get it right next time. You know, name of the game. And I really believe in that because I've um, people ask me if I made any mistakes in business, and I often say no mm. because everything you've done is a learning experience, and That's I readjust nice. all the time. And yeah. you, and it's like being in front of a uh, on a yachting boat, and you're you're changing your course all the time. You don't sit there and go in a straight line to the end of success. True, but what what are the most terrifying things here at Toastmasters? And um, you can say what's feedback doing. Basically, feedback's there to help you fix your mistakes. And so you're better at it next time. Yeah, that's right. right, Just um, in respects of time, I'm just going to, I've got a lot out of this meeting, even though we've done a lot shorter. So what about um, some takeaways? Just what have you got? I did like your comment there, David. I'm trying to put it in a nutshell, really. Is is it fear the fear and do it? Yeah, fear the fear and do it anyway. It's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. Anyone else got any takeaways with that? You need resistance to grow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, now that's good because when you're at the gym and you're lifting weights, uh, it's not how much you're lifting off in the time, but you need good control uh, and a good resistance in a way, isn't it? Yeah. I else? actually often feel that I wish there was a skills audit that you could do. This yeah. is what I want to do in business. Here's the skills. Give me some little tests to see where I stand. Not something you do in public and it says, you know, like an IQ test or something, and you can't find the go button. Um, you know, um, but it's something where it evaluates your skills in terms of your marketing, your understanding of accounting, your technical skills for that appropriate business that you're running. That would be kind of useful, a skills audit. Mm. Yeah. Is hey, there's a business, Lachlan. Sorry? There's a business. There's a business. I honestly think there would be a good business there. You need some people with a bit of accounting and marketing. You know, the marketing side of things is tricky because half of it's getting out. So it's a a physical hands-on thing. Mm. But, you know, I just think the takeaways is a lot of people just kid themselves. I reckon if I went and done a course and I turned up at Hagley, I bet half the class would be there about to start a business for themselves, but no one would actually be doing it. That's right. Same as writing a book, Danny. Yep. Mm. How's that work? Well, people start, but they never finish when yeah. they write books. Yeah. 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 They're writing a book, building a boat, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Showing love to your partner. Uh, <laughs> anyone else got any takeaways? We don't have to have any more, but did you get right. something? 
Yeah, I think, yeah, last takeaway is is we talked about it, but don't be afraid of asking for help. Ask for help. And that's what yeah, we have. I think Alan, asking the ones who have already done it. Yeah. yeah. David, how do I make lots of money quick? <laughs> uh, get have one good idea, Danny. Well, yeah, one good idea. Um, staying focused, I think that's really important. Knowing where you're going. Yeah. Yeah, like my yachting example, suppose, isn't it? Good stuff, guys. I think we actually got enough out of here mm. to actually come up with a really good topic for next week. That's right. By the way, I actually got quite a bit of the checklist thing last last. Yeah, thing, and I actually added a last week, and I added a a, a, a Wednesday checklist to stick my head up and think around what I'm doing. It's worked out quite well. Oh, good. Yeah. Did you put that thing online um, on the chat box, Lachlan? Um, what was that? The um, I think you had something, and we were going to have a look at it. Oh, I was just trying to share my screen. Um, I, I just didn't work out how I could put yeah. a document up there. I'll, I'll just show um, you. do it now. I just want to uh, add a file. I just want to switch screens before we do. So just so you know. Um, this is our the website, right? And if you click on uh, home, you'll get to the homepage of um, me. <laughs> but at the bottom, we've got the latest blogs. Oh, yes. All right. And you've got Think Tank Top Up Checklist 2021 Warrant of Fitness. Mm -hmm. So it takes me about three hours after this meeting to compose this. But what I do is we, we scribe the whole meeting into text. Mm -hmm. And then I also release it as a podcast. And when you see the person's name, like um, Helen, and you click on that, it takes them off to um, Helen's profile. So we've got quite a few. I think I've done 87 podcasts at the moment. And there's your podcast. So make sure your profile's up to speed. Uh, and also, um, by all means, when you're on the podcast, you can click podcast here. And you can also pick what platform you'd like to subscribe on. Uh, and then if you really feel keen, it would be nice if you were on the Apple podcast to write us a review or anything like that would be much appreciated. But in saying that, with our topic that we had this today was really, really good. What about next week's topic? Where do you think this went? Fit for business. What have we got? I, th I, think, I think we need to allocate an amount every day to exercise. You know, like, and so I don't know if we want to talk about you know, anything around that or not. When do you do your exercise, Rob? I, I've got an exercise right here. I think you can just actually see the edge of that. And whenever the thought the exercise pops in my head, I hop on there and do five minutes. Oh, have you have you got a QB, Rob? No, no, he doesn't know what a QB is. Anyone know what a QB is? Anyone no, know? what's a QB? That's that thing you see on the info commercials in between the chase. Info and there's that. people that sit on the oh. seat, they, those, those wee pedals. People eating ice cream, peddling, going on. Oh, right. Well, I think one of the most wonderful things about those online exercise machines is one of the most attractive features is you can you can quietly slide that out of the bed when you don't use it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it gathers dust. Yeah. And I think uh, even though Rob might have just talked about doing five minutes worth of exercise, uh, it, it's not really the time or the amount, is it? It's not. It's actually having that routine. Yeah. It's getting yeah. into a Are we talking about routines or something like that? Or are we talking about creating habits? Yeah, what about that? Mm, creating habits. How, how about removing the barriers to doing the exercise? Um, well, there was a psychologist who said he wanted exercise and he tried, 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 and he always failed. And he worked out, right, that the hard thing for him 
between him exercising or not exercising is getting dressed in the morning. And so he decided <laughs> that he would go to sleep in his exercise gear, including the shoes. <laughs> right. So he slept in his shorts and a t-shirt and a pair of sneakers. And he got up every morning and he just had to walk straight into the car. His clothes were in the bag in the car that he'd put in the night before. And he drove straight to the gym, straight in the gym. And it was easier for him to exercise that way because if he didn't go to the gym he couldn't go to work in the shorts so he'd have to consciously undress and feel really guilty doing it right if he avoided the exercise so he made the least point of resistance disappear mm. that's what you're saying isn't yeah. it yeah i i could and i was looking at this yesterday for, i could remove the handlebars off of that and I could have an upright work desk. I yeah. could slide that underneath, hop on that, and be cycling all day at Please my desk. Don't. Please don't. But they, you it's could. It'd be slightly like, disturbing, actually, Rob. All right. And hey, I'd be a lean, mean racing starter. <laughs> I think we can discuss that in depth next week. Um, so I think next week's topic can be creating habits. Uh, looking for good habits uh, and all those sort of techniques along the way. But, hey, thank you for coming along today, and I will um, stop the recording. And if you are listening to this podcast, I haven't introduced everyone today, but as I said, there is a blog on our website. You can go through and find everyone's profile. And please do come and join us. Don't feel like you have to be a stranger. We are quite friendly, aren't we, guys? Yeah. Hey, Danny, oh. <laughs> Danny, why don't you just call it one word? Call it exercise. Oh, my goodness. Excellent. And that can cover a multitude of sins from mental through physical, the whole nine yards. Well, right. actually, can I can I um, push back on that a little bit? I think one of the problems we had today was we had sort of two different subjects and we flicked from one to the other, one to the other. I know there was a correlation between them. I think we can do enough on one subject, you know, if it's a physical exercise, we could have easily talked for the whole meeting on that. Mm. Mm. You know, what do you think? You see, what do you think, Dave? What yeah. do you say? Yeah. What do you mean? I'm happy I was talking to people yesterday uh, that if you have a problem and you Google it, right, then you want the answer to, right, to a specific problem, right? And that's what everybody who rates really high on Google answers a specific problem. If they write a blog, it's yep. a specific problem. What is our specific problem? Yeah, I got cracked lips. I think what you... You, you got more than cracked lips is a problem, Danny. But yes, <laughs> we can talk about cracked lips. Yeah. Creating habits, because that's what we want yep. to do. We want to create habits and stick to them. What about we add another word in there? Creating lasting habits. Yeah. Or lasting. What about creating yeah. good habits or is lasting, a lasting business thing. habits, to be honest? Business because habit? I think, uh, as I say, I, I sort of certainly felt today that, that we were going off on tangents too quickly. Yeah. 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 Um, the business side of it is what we probably could go back to, isn't it? Is, is it creating business habits? Yeah. 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 Lasting business habits? Lasting business habits. Yeah, yes. lasting business habits. Yeah, like it. Good. Okay. Give me an example of one you guys want, just so we can get people here for next week. I think you're going to struggle to come up with an example of that, to be honest, because I think if you think about habits, full stop, right, then you can work out an example easy and then apply it to whatever you want. Well, right. you could even do something like... Um, you know, getting up at a certain time every day. We all work for ourselves, so we don't have <gasps> to get up at a certain time. <laughs> but, I mean, so, for, for example, for me, though, I, I get in touch with clients and, and I can easily fall out of that. So developing a habit around just keeping in touch with the clients, even if you don't have something of immediate need, 
that to me is a habit. You want to make it a habit. Uh, and quite often when you're really busy on other stuff, it's easy to ignore keeping in touch with your other clients. Yeah. Next week's yeah. topic is going to be a goodie. There's yeah. no doubt about it. So let's go creating lasting business habits. As I said earlier on, thank you for listening and do tune in. Uh, Danny.co.nz if you're wondering where this is coming from or Elite 6 as our members and it's been awesome and I could keep talking all day long but I'm going to cut the stuff off in midstream. All right. Cool. Cheers, Danny.